The Boise Soul Food Festival is coming home. After a five-year hiatus and a forced break because of COVID, they're finally back in Julia Davis Park this Saturday. And maybe you've never been, but a lot of folks have. The festival has over 20 years of history in the community, bringing together neighbors from all backgrounds to celebrate Black culture, support Black-owned businesses, and pile their plates with mac and cheese, sweet potato pie, and gumbo. Today on CityCast Boise, Sherry Baber, the founder of the event, will explain how this isn't a festival that's just about food. It's actually a family story. You'll see. It's Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. park bench uh, right by the Gene Harris Banshell in Julia Davis Park, which is where the Boise Soul Food Fest will take place. Uh, tell us about this festival and what it means to you. I came to Boise in 1994 and I came here um, because there were no textured hair salons and mm. that's what I do. I've been a hairdresser for 44 years. And so when I came to Boise at first, I was like, there's no black people here. I'm not gonna like make any money. <laughs> there's no business, yeah. <laughs> Um, but my brother had lived here for 20 years and convinced me to come and I love Boise. But what I did realize um, was that because black people are spread out all over Boise, that's a great thing, right? There's no black side of town or white side of town, but in that you lose the cultural connection. Mm. So where I was raised, you saw black people all the time, you know, you just run across each other in these little hubs at the grocery store, the barbershop or the church or wherever. And when I moved here, I realized that was missing. Um, and so originally it was the Boise Soul Food Extravaganza. I came on the scene the very next year and I provided their entertainment. Um, so I helped to grow the Soul Food Extravaganza. Soul Food Extravaganza ran really strong for a really long time. We started at Municipal Park Municipal Park kicked us out. We had grown, and so <laughs> we too moved. Big. Yeah, <laughs> too we big moved to it. Julia Davis, where we stayed for twenty something years. Right. Um, I stepped off the board to raise my kids. Blah blah blah. And then it sat dormant for mm. like five years. There was no festival. There was no festival. Okay. Because I own a hair salon. People knew I. I did a hair and fashion show uh, every year for fifteen years uh, at the extravaganza, and people would come in and say, "Sure, you should bring it back." You should bring back. I was like, I'm old <laughs> trying to do all that work. And then my daughter, who has a son, said, Mom, it was the only thing we had to look mm. forward to. She said, I have friends of all races, and I would go to the Bass Celebration and to Cinco de Mayo and Chinese New Year, and I can invite my friends to the Soul Food Extravaganza. And she said this, legend is not going to even have that, Mom. Who's legend? My grandson. Oh, <laughs> talk about guilt. <laughs> right. So, you know, after she said that, I thought about it and prayed about it. And um, I called Trish and I said, I'm about to do a thing. She was like, like I said, I'm the visionary. She said, what, Sherry? <laughs> I said, I want to bring back the Soul Food Festival. Well, we couldn't get the 501c3 for that. It was just a long drawn out. I said, well, I'm going to start from scratch then. Let's do it. And in 2018, I put on Facebook, 
you guys, I want to bring back the Soul Food Festival. I need a board. <laughs> if you want to be on the board, show up at IHOP at such and such a day, and about nine people showed up. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and so we started planning. We renamed it the Boise Soul Food Festival instead of the Soul Food Extravaganza, but it has the same vision. And our vision is to build bridges, break down miscommunication, and correlate mm -hmm. community engagement. I think a lot of times what I found since I lived in Boise, is there racism? There's racism everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. Yes. It exists. Yeah. But what I can say from my personal experience is that I haven't seen a lot of racism. I see a lot of curiosity. Mm. I see a lot of unknown. I see a lot of situations that may need education. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we try to provide at the festival. We want to share our culture with our community. What an amazing mission. And um, you mentioned, of course, uh, Trish Walker. She's yeah. your co-founder and you you two, you're the two that make it happen every year. <laughs> what, what does it take to pull something like this off? It's a lot of work. Trish and I work well together because Trish is a fourth generation Idahoan, which there's such a great story behind that. Because when I moved here, you know, I was like, everybody's here is a transplant. So when I met her, it was through me mm. being a hairdresser and she was getting her hair I said, what brought you to Boise? She looked back at me, <laughs> my mom and daddy. <laughs> She's a little sarcastic like that. And I said, no, 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 no. You know, I came here to open my hair salon. She said, girl, I was born and raised here. So was my mother. So was my grandmother. So was my great grandmother. And I thought that was amazing. I hadn't met a black person that was from here originally. Right. Everybody I had met were transplants. Um, and so that struck a 30-year friendship and so we align really good because she doesn't like the misconception that other places have about idaho because this is her home and i have found a great place to raise my children my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren now i have two greats um and so both of us love this community and so, like I said, I'm the visionary, she's the executor. I'm <laughs> la, 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 and she's, you <laughs> make know, it let's, happen. let's make it yeah. happen. Let's do this, that, and the third. Logistics, and so we yeah. work really well together. I love the fact that her family has such rich history here in Idaho. And so together they call us the dynamic duel because we make it happen. I believe it. It yeah. sounds like it. Oh my gosh. So then you brought it back. It had to take a little bit of a pause. The festival did because of uh, COVID, COVID in 2020. Yeah. It came back last year in 2021. Is that well, right? We did 2018. That was our first year okay. back. I reserved Eagle Island mm. and the ranger came to me and said, listen, we're not even charging people. You got a line all the way back to the freeway. Wow. People trying to get in here. That was the first year. I only had four vendors that even took a chance. Everybody I went to said, I don't know, Sherry's been dead for so many years. I don't know what it's going to look like. I said, I don't know what it's going to look like either. Like, I can't guarantee how much food you'll sell or how much jewelry you'll sell. But if we don't start somewhere, we'll never know. Within two or three hours of the festival starting, two vendors totally sold out of food. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. And Rich Williams who ran the uh, soap and extravaganza for like 15 years, he was out there. He said, girl, you're back. You are back. And so in 2019, we secured Kleiner. And we so we had 2018, 2019, 2020, we took a break um, because of COVID. And then 2021, we were back at Kleiner. Kleiner Park, okay. Yeah, and then um, we had a meeting with Boise City. 
and we just told them we would really like to come back to Julia Davis and they agreed and so here we are yeah so kind of a homecoming yeah that's what we're calling it it's a homecoming we're very excited to be back at Julia Davis that's awesome well walk me through I guess uh, some of the the vendors and and who will be there that that uh, during the festival itself Trish and I launched the Idaho Black Community Alliance she is the CEO and founder I'm her first chair for that. And what the Black Community Alliance does is it's a resource to support and engage black businesses to help them to their next step, whatever that is. And so when we launched that, we expected to maybe have 60 vendors by the end of the year, black business owners. Within 30 days, we had 85 black businesses (laughs) registered at the BCA. We were both like, I didn't even know we had that many black business owners in Idaho. And so with the Black Community Alliance, they are hosting um, the festival and we're using all the businesses that are signed up on the Black Community Alliance website who have the type of uh, business that would sit in the festival. And so we're using that as a resource to help connect them um, so we have our brand new food vendors I can remember right offhand. Yeah. There's Brandon Timberlake. He does barbecue ribs and collard greens and macaroni and cheese. He's a brand new vendor of ours. A lady named Rose, I think it's called Mama's Jamaican Kitchen. Okay. She's brand new. This is her first time ever even selling food. Wow. Yeah, so we're her really debut excited. At the festival. It's her debut wow. and she's been super nervous, but she has been diligent doing everything that she had to do to participate. So we're super excited to have her. And then two of the original people who took a chance on me in 2018 are back and that's B&B Soul Food and um, Louisiana Soul Bayou. What about food? Uh, you know, to highlight that as something to bring the community together. Why so is that So this so is important? the history, the black history around food. Generations and generations back, everything took place in the kitchen. We did our hair in the kitchen. We had Bible study in the kitchen. We had prayer meeting in the kitchen. Everything happened in the kitchen around a meal. And I just believe that food opens up communication. Um, you can always sit down and have a conversation with a stranger over a meal. Um, Food is something that brings us all together. We all eat. We have to nourish our bodies, right, in order to continue to do whatever it is that you do. And so I always use food as a way of um, fellowshipping. I mean, those are the moments that, you know, real connection happens. And when the community, you know, no matter uh, what your race or ethnicity is, you can come together and support each other. Absolutely. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, And it's food, it's also vendors, as you said, jewelry, uh, all kinds of vendors who are selling things, and then also entertainment, right? You're going to have different acts. We're super excited about the entertainment. So our headliner is out of Salt Lake City this year. Um, Solistics is our headliner this year. Um, We have a local minister. We always do a gospel hour, and we've gotten a little bit of flack about that. But at the end of the day, most African-American people had to survive through their faith. And so I always like to pay homage to that. So we have a pastor coming out of California. He's going to do our gospel hour. Um, my mentorship program, Brown Like Me, has a steppers that will do a step routine. We have some local bands, uh, Guilty Pleasure and Smooth Avenue will be here. We also actually have three black pageant winners 
hmm. that live here in Boise. I didn't even know that. Wow. And so yeah. some of the black pageant winners, queens of this, that, and the other, Idaho, this, this <laughs> black Idaho, that, um, they'll be speaking on their uh, platforms. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be really good. Good information, good entertainment. Amazing. Okay, why does Boise need this right now? I think that Boise needs this right now because after George Floyd died and with our political situations that we're in, um, I think that the way we heal is by coming together. And we are all still healing from that time. You know, it happened during the pandemic and, you know, there's been a lot of racial injustice. Um, and I think that, like I said before, the unknown is what keeps us separate. Mm -hmm. So part of what I do is I mentor black children that are adopted into non-black household. And you would be amazed at how many parents had no idea that part of their child's well-being was to be connected to their heritage and their culture. Because what happens is they grow up and go around other black people and be like, you don't know what soul food is? And that's kind of where this came from. An adult adoptee that I worked with for years came back home after college. And she was like, Michelle, you're the only black person I've ever known in my whole life. She said, but when I went away to college, I thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna be around all these black people. And she said, and somebody invited me to their Thanksgiving dinner and said, I can't wait to have some soul food. And she was like, I didn't even know what soul food was. Hmm. And it made me feel so disconnected from my culture. And so I think that this is a way that we share information, culture, so that we as a community in Idaho, I want us to do away with that. White supremacists live there. Yeah. Black people are not welcome there. Mm. People of color have no place there. Part of what I'd like to think I'm doing with this festival is tearing down that kind of thought process that people have about Idaho. Mm. And so I think it's important, not just now, but always. Yeah, I mean, the imagery that so many people who don't live here have about the state, right or wrong, I mean, there is definitely an entrenched, really dark history yeah. in Idaho, and yeah. we can't ignore that. Nope. And there are still incidents that happen to this yep. day, right? Still happen. Racism is here. It's here. But I do think that's really interesting that you're trying to combat that, or at least make people, certainly people who are coming here from out of state who are maybe a little bit nervous about coming to Idaho who yeah. are black, to make them feel like there is a community here for there you. There is. And you know, I don't want to I don't want to diminish the situations that have happened here. There there's definitely been some racial discrimination um here, but like I said, it's everywhere. It's not just Idaho. Um but it is my goal to make Idaho the great state that it is. What are you going to put on your plate Saturday during the festival? What's going to be there? Okay, so on my plate Probably nothing because I drive around <laughs> in a golf cart all day putting out fires and swoosh and sponsors. But I have gotten smart and here's my suggestion for all of y'all. Oh yeah, give us tips. I bring an ice chest and Tupperware containers. But I have my kids and my <laughs> nieces and nephews go around to every booth, buy me food, let it cool off, put it in the Tupperware containers and put it in my ice chest. For the rest of the whole three, four days after soul food, I have soul food. Because you can't eat everything that you want to eat while you're here. Your tummy's not going to hold it, right? But I will get some um, catfish from B&B &B Soul Food. I will get some ribs from Brandon Timberlake. 
I'll definitely get some Jamaican food from y'all Jamaican food truck. Um, I love Mad Max because macaroni and cheese is my oh, life. Um, so so I'll, I'll take some of that home. So what I strategically think of what heats up well. So catfish doesn't heat up well. Mm. I'll eat that at the, the festival. Day of, yeah. Right up. Yeah. <laughs> but my Mad Max mac and cheese, it heats up great. So, you know, my Jamaican man food, it heats up great. So I strategically, you know, get what I'm going to get. Um, Yarman. He owns a place to feed your face. And if you've never had gumbo, mm. that's what you want to try. You oh, want to try the place to feed your face makes the best, best gumbo in town. Amazing. Well, except for mine. My <laughs> homemade was pretty good. <laughs> you won't be selling at the festival. I will though. not. <laughs> You're too <no>. busy. <laughs> One more thing. Yes. So this year, the Boise Soul Food Festival itself, has um, decided we're gonna sell sweet potato pie and peach cobbler and banana pudding. Save room for dessert. I'm yeah. hearing that. All yeah. right. Save room for dessert. Thank you so much, Sherry, oh, for coming you. on CityCast Boise and telling us about the Soul Food Festival. It sounds awesome. Uh -huh, you're welcome. And before we sign off, a few other things to know about the festival this Saturday. It'll be going down at Julia Davis Park from 11 in the morning till 8 at night. Sherry says she expects around 7,000 people to filter in and out of the park throughout the day. Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. Our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter, and I'm Frankie Barnhill, host and lead producer of the show. Our music is by All the Kimonos and local band Up Is The Down Is The... If you enjoyed our show today, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. We'll see you back here Tuesday with more stories from around the city.